Hi, friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. Merry Christmas, friends. I am so glad to be able to be back with you again this week, and I can't even believe that it is the last week that I will get to tell you Merry Christmas, because this time next week, we'll be in that funny in-between week after Christmas before we roll into the new year. But here we are right now, and in the very thick of the Christmas season, with all that that entails, and I don't know about you and your family and where your life is as the mom, but I can tell you that there are so many voices pouring into me right now between all of my children and family and friends and the world and just the needs. It feels like every day is just coming at me with unexpected surprises of needs from various people. And since I'm the mom, I'm the one who gets to figure out how to fill those best. And it's just been kind of a funny season of a lot of reprioritizing every day. You know, I have a plan where I wake up and I think, okay, this is what the day is going to hold. And so many sweet children in our home, they'll wake up and say, mom, what are we doing today? And I may think I have a plan and then I wake up the next morning and then someone's sick and the plans change or there ends up being a need arising from someone outside of our home that needs to take a new priority for us. So the plans change. So all that being said, I have been feeling like there are so many voices all the time right now that I really want to spend today's uh, episode with you just bathing us in scripture and just pouring scripture into our hearts and into our minds so that that is what we're dwelling on as we go into this final week of Advent and prepare our hearts for being the mom at Christmas and maybe more importantly than being the mom to our children, but being the daughter to the King of Kings who we get to celebrate in a different way than our children do, but still as a daughter of the king. So if you are my friend and I got to actually call you and ask you, how are you doing? I wonder what your real answer would be right now. Maybe your answer would be, oh, I'm doing really well. And that would be like your honest answer, not just like the pocket answer you pull out for the person who asks you at the store, you know, how are you doing? Oh, doing good or doing, being busy or our days are full, whatever it is. But maybe your answer truly is good. And if it is, then pause and give glory to God for that. I was thinking about James 1.17 that says that every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. And what a beautiful thing it is for us to pause and think about that going into this Christmas week and really dwell on that a little bit, that everything that is good, that we will taste and see is part of the goodness of God. Maybe if I got to ask you how you were doing, you would tell me that you are weary and it's not even just tired. 
It's an actual weariness, a heaviness. And I've been thinking about that passage in Matthew 11, 28 through 30, that I want to encourage you with, the passage from Jesus saying, Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I love that it says rest for your souls. It's not just about rest for your body. Maybe your body is getting enough rest. I mean, I would venture to say probably the majority of our bodies have not been getting enough rest. Maybe that needs to be our priority. But maybe the rest is at a deeper level that it's needed. It's needed for your soul. But his yoke is easy and his burden is light in this Christmas week just as much. Maybe even more so than any other time of the year, even as we continue to draw near to him. Maybe you're just overwhelmed, like straight up. I'm not weary. I just like have a list that's like 500 miles long and there are not enough hours in the day to get the things done. And I think about the passage in Luke 10, 41, where Jesus is talking with Mary and Martha and Mary is sitting at his feet And I can promise you, I do not identify with Mary in this passage. (laughs) I identify with Martha. If you're a Mary, maybe you should talk to me and and encourage me a little more in this. Uh, But he says to Martha, 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 you are worried with many things, but there is one thing that is important. And I am encouraged by that, realizing that Jesus wasn't harsh with Martha, But it's true. She was worried about many things. And maybe my list is many things that are worrying me, yet there's one thing that's important. So maybe it's time to reprioritize some of those things and make sure that the most important things are actually happening and not missing the most important thing of drawing near to Jesus in the midst of this season when there's so many other things that are just filling our lists and filling our lives. Or maybe there's anxiety. I know that the Christmas season can bring feelings of anxiousness in a completely different way, whether it's dynamics with family or finances or health going on. And for you, I want to encourage you with Philippians 4, 6 through 8 that tells us, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That again, it's not just about our body, it's about our heart. It's about the inside, the heart and the mind as well. And in that, I think all of us, regardless of what place you're in, whether you're doing well or you're weary or overwhelmed or struggling with feelings of anxiousness right now, for all of us, our minds have time to wander at least mine does during this time of the year. I'll just preach to myself and let the Holy Spirit speak to me through his word. My mind has time to wander as I prepare for Christmas and I think on what's going to be coming in this week, the things I need to do, the conversations I'm going to have, the people I'm going to be with, how am I going to serve each of their hearts well and I think about second Corinthians 10 through 5 or 10 verse 5. It tells me 
to take every thought captive. And I am to make those thoughts obedient as unto the Lord. So when I consider that, if I slow down and think about my thoughts, you know, I have all of these conversations in my head all day long that no one else is a part of. They're between me and myself and wherever I'm letting my mind wander to. Yet scripture tells me I'm to take every thought captive. So whatever it is you're doing, just consider those thoughts. Are these thoughts? Well, I think about there's that passage that says whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. If it's not those things that are filling my mind, I need to stop and say, Lord, I give you these thoughts that are not of you and ask you to fill me with the things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy, that I be thinking on those things. So in the midst of all of this, if it's feeling like, okay, that's great, but I just really can't just fix it. Like I'd like to just flip a switch and say, okay, good. Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Now I'm not weary because Krista said I don't have to be because God's word says I can come unto him. So I'm not going to be weary after I finish this podcast episode. Like I wish it was that easy that we could really just flip a switch. But instead it has to be this repeated obedience over and over of submission unto the Lord throughout our days. And I have been really resting in a passage in John, in John 15, four through eight, this idea of abiding in him, that it's not just about coming to him in the morning and saying, okay, Lord, fill my cup so that I can serve you well today. Because taking every thought captive, as second Corinthians told us to, is something that happens all day throughout the entire day, without ceasing, when I'm driving, when I'm sitting at home, when I'm making my children food, when I'm wrapping presents, when I'm trying to order something else on Amazon that should have taken me like five minutes and instead I've been interrupted 20 times, so it's taking me like 30 minutes, right? All throughout that time, I need to be abiding in him. So what does that look like? So let me read to you first this passage, John 15, four through eight. This is Jesus speaking. He says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch, that's us, the branch, can bear fruit by itself and bearing fruit. Let's think about the fruit of the spirit. We'll come back to that more in just a little bit. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. Remain in me and my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Wow, isn't that what I want this week, this Christmas week? I want to be shown as his disciples. I want to bear much fruit. 
I want to be a mom that when my children are spending time with me, that they could say, mom is loving, she is joyful, she is peaceful. I don't know if they could say those things right now. Maybe this is God resetting my heart for this week ahead. Mom is patient. Mom is kind. Mom is good. She is faithful and gentle. And mom displays self-control. So those are the fruit of the Spirit. If we look at Galatians 5, through 25, that's the passage about the fruit of the Spirit. It tells us in Galatians 5, through 25, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. And when I read that very last phrase, keeping in step with the Spirit, I think about when I walk with my children and how I have to be intentional to move at the pace that's going to keep me with them. Uh, Maybe it's a skipping, enthusiastic four-year-old excited to twirl her way down a sidewalk and I move at a different pace with her than I do when I'm with my two-year-old and he's walking. Um, You know that I'm quite pregnant right now. I mean, I'm like 30 weeks, I think, maybe 31 weeks. Isn't that funny? The more children you have, how you don't really know exactly how pregnant you are. I know our baby's coming sometime the end of February or beginning of March. So however pregnant that makes me. It's early third trimester. I know that much. Um, but I've been trying to not carry my two-year-old as much just to let him get more confident walking while holding my hand and for my body to not be going through the effort of picking him up over and over. But when I walk with him, I walk at a different pace and I walk intentionally in a way to be moving with him. And if I'm not intentional in this upcoming week and even these upcoming weeks, you know, because it is Christmas, it's the week leading up to Christmas, but it's also the weeks following, the weeks that sometimes can allow more slowness of time to have stillness with our children or to have stillness with family members that otherwise maybe when life is too full, we don't get to have maybe stillness with our husband that if we We're not intentional about it, that we could keep moving at the same quick pace that we always do and miss out on some of the slowness that God has for us. So are we being intentional to keep in step with the spirit and ask, Lord, what do you have for me? And maybe that's what God has been teaching me and maybe you as well during this time. If you've been in a season of having to reprioritize your days where you have thought this is what we're going to do today. These are the plans. This is the agenda. Here we go. And then something comes up that causes you to have to change up your plans and change up your priorities, that maybe that's the Lord's way of retraining our hearts to say again, Krista, Krista, you were worried about many things, but there's one thing that's important. And that would be keeping in step with the Spirit and being aware of what he has for our days rather than just what we have for our days. 
So going back to the fruit of the spirit, thinking about all of those things, you know, we're going to be with a lot of people over the next week, whether it's running errands or finishing up a work week when people in general are probably under higher stress than they maybe are at different times of the year and spending time with our children and our husband and you know, even our children and husband are going to probably have some different anxiety and excitement going into this week of Christmas as there are just differences. I mean, with children, children are comfortable in sameness and Christmas is almost all different. <laughs> the Maybe you're going out of town and staying in different places. Maybe they're going to be with different people who they haven't been with in a while. Uh, maybe they'll be expected to eat some food that they haven't been fed because it's not the food that you feed them. It's food at grandma's house and maybe it's different food than is normal. Um, so maybe they have some anxiety too. And same with our husbands. And, you know, just because they're grown men doesn't mean that they don't have feelings and emotions as well, even if we don't see them as often as we display ours. Uh, but thinking about them, those really are the most important people. Our children, our husbands, our family, they're the most important people we're going to be with. Yet oftentimes, the fruit that we're displaying is better for those who we don't know. The stranger in the checkout line gets our smile and our friendliness. But what kind of smile and friendliness has your husband had? Or the patience that you show to the person who you know cuts you off, maybe you smile and are gracious with them, hopefully, right? <laughs> um, or allowing someone else to scoot in front of you in line in the grocery store who has less things and you're kind to them to let them move on ahead because you have a cart full of things because you have a family to feed. Uh, but is your family seeing that same kindness and that same patience and that same joyfulness and gentleness and self-control when you're within the walls of your home? I've been dwelling a lot on Titus 2 lately, where it's the passage that's talking about older women teaching younger women and being an example to them. And one of the things it says is it says to teach the younger women to be kind to their husbands, be kind in your homes, be busy about your homes. And I don't think it's just a happenstance of word choices that the word kindness was chosen for wives. It's a lot easier for me. And again, I'll just talk to myself here. It's a lot easier for me to be kind to the person in line near me at the grocery store than it is always for me to be kind to the people in my home. Yet they're the ones who God has trusted to be the closest to me. And that he even specifically says in Titus 2, be kind as wives, be kind to your husbands. So this is a lot. And I hope that it's encouraging to you that scripture speaks to all of these things, that none of these things are a surprise to God. It's not a surprise to him that it's a lot. Maybe on your heart, right now, maybe that your list feels like it's more than you can actually do, um, or the path that's ahead of you this week feels like it's a heavier one than you're really ready to take well, but it's not a surprise to him. And I go back to that passage in John 
that he says in verse 5, in John 15, 5, apart from me, you can do nothing. So if you've been feeling like you can't do it, he's not surprised by that. He's not threatened by that. As a matter of fact, that's actually exactly where we should be. What grace there is in that when we say, I don't have it in me. And we finally open up our hands and surrender to the Lord. That that's when he says, yes, this is where I want you to be. You can't do it without me. You never were supposed to do it without me. And during the Christmas time, as it is the Christmas season, you know I love Christmas carols. If you listened to last week's episode where I got to sing carols with my children and introduce how we do a hymn study with you, uh, one of the ones that we love that I just sing a lot throughout the season is Joy to the World. And that idea of that joyfulness that we want to be sharing with the world at a time when everyone is so open to it and open to hearing about the Lord in ways that maybe they aren't normally during the year. But maybe our heart is not actually in a joyful place. Maybe you're in that place of having to say, I will intentionally smile today and I will try to be that mom that creates these joyful memories for my children. But I want to encourage you, while there is, I believe, a wonderful obedience in that of making that choice to smile and to be that mom, even when we don't feel happy, sometimes just acting it. <laughs> Maybe you're just really tired and our emotions are not where we want them to be. And so we choose to act how we want to feel. And sometimes the feelings catch up. But joyfulness is such a deeper rooted gift from God. And John 15 continues talking about joy. So we, we already read John 15, four through eight. If we go ahead a little bit more to verses 11 and 12, Jesus says, I have told you this, all these things, right? About remaining in him. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Friend, I want for our mama hearts to be so full of joy that his joy is what's filling us and that our joy gets to be complete this week. And then we get to love each other. We get to love into our children. We get to love into our husbands, into our family members, into our parents, our cousins, our nieces and nephews, whoever they are, as Jesus has loved us, it's an overflow of the love that we've been filled with. But the only way that we get to be filled with that joy is by remaining or abiding in him so that he abides in us. So rather than going into this week with a big list of all of the things that we need to do, let's first make sure that we're truly delighting ourselves in the Lord. Psalm 37, four says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And I remember when I originally read that passage earlier in life as a probably early twenties, maybe, um, really thinking on that, wow, if I delight myself in him, he will give me the things I desire. 
(laughs) which is funny because obviously that's not what the passage is saying. If I delight myself in the Lord, he will give me the desires of my heart. He will shape my desires to be his desires. And that may not mean that my to-do list goes away because the gifts do still need to be wrapped in our home. If yours are wrapped, don't show me. (laughs) I don't want to know. Maybe it's just because I have so many young children still. Uh, But the list isn't going to go away. The gifts still need to be wrapped. I I do need to still get those couple of items for those couple of children or they're not going to have you know, as many gifts as the other children do. And that's important to have that balanced out. Um, the groceries still have to be purchased, right? For food this week, because children and families still need to eat. Wouldn't it be nice if there was just an option that during the holiday week, um, whether it's, you know, Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever, we could just like put food and laundry on hold <laughs> and dishes and they could just like run on autopilot for a week. I think that's what I want for Christmas. Um, But that doesn't happen, right? Those things still have to happen. I still have to be the mom and get the clothes into the closets or make sure people are doing their chores, whatever it is on that list. But as I delight myself in him, he will shape my desires to be his. So I'm able to do this work out of a heart of service and a heart of obedience. And I won't be Martha who's, concerning myself with many things, but I will be focused on the one thing that is truly important. And I will close with the passage in Philippians 4.8 because that's one that I also, earlier in life, used to think on differently. And it's a passage that I think many of us are familiar with. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And there's that absolutely that like boss babe mentality. Like you can do it all. You can be all things. You can get all the things done. You can, you know, do it all. And I think we sometimes wear this pressure. Again, it goes back to that yoke. We put this yoke on ourselves that says you can do it. You can be all, you can do all. But back in that passage of Matthew 11, Jesus tells us, Wear my yoke, take my yoke upon you. Come and learn of me. I'm gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest. And that yoke of thinking that you can do all things, that was never the yoke anywhere in scripture that he tells us to carry. The passage just before that in Philippians is all about learning to be content in whatever the circumstances are. So rather than thinking, I can do everything, I can get it all done, Let's reset our expectations for this week for ourselves and for our children and for our husbands and the family we'll be with. Instead, first, let's reset those expectations by abiding in him, by remaining in him, moment by moment, breath by breath, taking every thought captive. So then you will find joy. And his joy may be in you and your joy may be complete so that you can truly pour out his love to your family as he has loved you. So I do hope you have a very blessed Christmas week with your family. And I am so looking forward to being with you next week. My podcast next week is with my mom and is just going to be a real encouragement to you as we 
take a big sigh and hopefully a breath of rest and are able to reflect on God's goodness from this past year as we move into the new year together. So as a final closing for today, if you have thought to yourself, oh my goodness, I've really just been blessed by Seek Holy Living and Krista's podcast, and I wish there was something I could do to encourage her in this. There is good news. <laughs> there are actually a couple things that I'll ask you if you would like to bless me this Christmas season that you could do. One is to leave a review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, leave a review because when you do, it helps other moms find this podcast. So it's basically like you're helping spread this ripple effect of what has been an encouragement to you to other moms who need it as well. So leave a review, give us five stars wherever it is you listen. The review can be short and sweet, but every single one counts and makes a difference in more moms finding us. And the second thing you can do is share a favorite episode from this year. If there was one that really encouraged you and blessed you in some way or another, share it on your social media and If you don't mind tagging me in it, that really does bless me to see that it makes a difference because podcast ministry is a funny thing that I create this content and I don't get to be with you when you listen to it like I am when I get to speak live with ladies. So if you want to tag me in it, that always encourages me. Or even if it's off social media, sharing it directly to a friend because you don't know where the heart is of the ladies in your mom's group or the struggling heart of your neighbor friend. And if the Lord puts someone on your heart to share an episode with, it's been an encouragement to you, just share it because you're not having to say the words. You can just say something like, this was an encouragement to me and I hope it's a blessing to you as well. And you'll never know the difference that that will make for their heart, being able to have some encouragement that maybe is exactly what they've been needing. So Don't shy away from that prompting of the Holy Spirit, and I believe God will use that in great ways. All right, I would love to close by praying for you uh, as we move into this last final week of Advent together. Gracious Father, we thank you that we can come to you as your daughters, not as the mom or as the wife, but first as your daughter, as daughters of the King. Thank you that you are so faithful that we get to choose to remain in you, that you never move. You stay the same. We're the ones who move. We're the ones who take off your light and easy yoke and put this other yoke of thinking we can do all the things and be all the things to all the people, which you never intended for us. So Holy Spirit, I ask that this week that you speak to our hearts and draw us back to you, that in those moments where we start to get sucked away by the other things of the week, of the to-do list, of the needs, that you tenderly, gently remind us, may our hearts be soft and ready to hear your voice so that we can come back to you and remain in you, that we can take every thought captive and return to you so that we can be full of your joy, that our joy can be made complete, and that when we come back together again next week and are reflecting on your goodness, that we can look back and see, wow, God was good this day. God was good this day. God was faithful this day. As we chose to remain in you and be filled by you so that our joy could be complete and that your love can pour out of us to those who are with in this 
beautiful final week of Advent of celebrating your birth and your first coming as we look forward to your second coming when we will be reunited with you in the most real way, more than we can even fathom or begin to imagine. We love you and we give you this week and all that you have in store for us. May we go into it open-handed, trusting in your goodness that you you will provide. We will take delight in you and you will give us the desires for what you have for us in this week that you know. We love you, Father. In your name we pray. Amen. Have a very Merry Christmas. I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below, where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends. 